Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. That video gets me fired up every single time I watch it, man. Shout out to John Mosley, who from Last Chance You Basketball, if you haven't checked that one out on Netflix, I highly, highly recommend that you check that one out. But speaking of inspiration, I have one incredibly inspiring educator here to share. I am so excited we were finally able to get each other in the same room at the same time virtually to make this happen because you know she was going through a a a run for state superintendent a little while ago and i had to kind of back off i could see how busy that that uh that actual process was so here she is dr april grace coming all the way from oklahoma how you doing april i'm doing great and i'm so glad we were able to finally get this going and make it work Yes, absolutely. We were really, uh, we were really going there on the pre-show for a bit, and yeah. I was just really fired up, and I had to press record because the the content that we were starting to come out with was just really awesome, and the connections yes. um, that we were seeing. So, man, it's so great to to connect with you, and I'm so excited to share your story. Um, you've you've been through a lot, especially in the last couple months in the last year and, and making some incredible shifts and, and taking roles to the next level, which has been incredible. I can't wait to dive into that. But first off, let's just start with you. Let's talk about your education story. Sure. 35 years yeah. in education, by the way, listeners, if you did not hear me say that, that was 35 years in education. So, man. Been doing it a minute. So where do you even start? Well, I started out as a, you know, classroom teacher. I mean, I think in high school, I was blessed to have some, well, all through my academic career, but especially, you know, it seems like you remember the most about middle school and high school. I mean, I have memories of different elementary teachers along the way too. I wouldn't say I don't. Um, Certainly I do. But I think, you know, I remember just a lot from my high school experience, some Maybe that's because after I graduated, I went back and taught at my own high school. And so I then interacted as a colleague with people that were my teachers, which was also a really interesting kind of thing to do. Um, but I just had incredible people um, in my life as educators and just a really unique educational experience. And I always say I what I want is for every kid to have the educational opportunities and experience that I had um, as a young person coming up through the school system. And so, you know, I think that was kind of the why I initially kind of felt I initially was really medicine was really my first love. 
and I got a science education degree. So I get eventually go to med school. So I concentrated in all those classes and I got married and had my daughter. And by the time I was ready then to go to med school, um, I just couldn't fathom giving up that point of her life. She was five years old. And so just, you know, and I never regretted staying in education. I fell in love with teaching and coaching and, um, just I've never regretted it. And I always say I'm one of those weird people that I've like every job I've ever been in in education. I felt like it was the greatest thing I'd ever done up to that point in my career. And I felt like I was born to do it. And it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what role I've been in. Every time I've moved and transitioned to the next role, I've felt the exact same way. So I feel really exceptionally blessed. Had a great career. 12 or so wow. years in the classroom, six or seven building level leadership. Mm -hmm eight years as an assistant superintendent and I'm finishing my seventh year um, as superintendent. So total of 35 years, wrapping up number 35 this year. Wow. Wow. That is impressive. You know, it's funny. Most people that come on this show have the opposite experience. They talk about the teacher or the educator that was not positive and they saw that as an opportunity to make it a more positive experience for others. I honestly can say that you're probably in the, the 10 percentile of the people who have been on the show. Um, and I think that that's truly amazing. So there's obviously mm -hmm. some some golden nuggets inside of all that. And you've had 35 years to to break that down. And you've taken yourself into this administrative role and you've been a superintendent through a pandemic, which is like totally you should get double the years or at least triple. Yeah. Teacher um, walkout I mean, and a pandemic. Yes. And running for statewide office. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, that is, that's something. That's something. So, I mean, I'm just going to sit back and I need to just shut up and just let you talk because this is, I mean, what's the secret sauce there to, you know, what did you pick up along the way that just got you to this point? Because there's, you're talking about great educators, but you're also talking about enjoying your journey. Yeah. Well, I mean, truly, I mean, I have, I've loved every single part. I loved being a high school teacher um, I loved, you know, working with kids in that capacity. You know, I, I think it's a lot about um, the title of your show, that that challenge, that opportunity to help kids um, unlock that unlimited potential within them that they may or may not see, but that you as an educator often see in a kid that maybe they don't see yet um, or just helping them, you know, sort of navigate kind of what they're feeling. Um I taught an upper level science that was an elective course. So, you know, got really exceptional kids, but I also had special needs students that um, needed another science credit and it was an upper level science class. But many times their, um, you know, special education teachers would come to me and say, Hey, so-and-so needs a science credit. I need to enroll them in your class. What are your thoughts? I'll be here to support them. And I was always happy to take those kids in because I always felt like I would work with them and, and we would make adjustments and we would be reasonable and, and get them. And I wanted them to have the exposure and the opportunity. So for me, a lot of stuff in my career has been about how do we give students exposure and opportunity? Um, I kind of have these three E's that I was sharing with you pre-show a little bit that I live by. And I think they've probably been a guiding principle throughout my entire career. Um, and that's just elevating everything I'm a part of in every way I can. Um, whether it's a conversation or it's a workshop that I'm a part of or a conference or a meeting or a teach uh, being in a role of teacher or whatever. Um, 
And then I want to encourage everyone else to do their part too. And, and being a role model and being positive and elevating a situation. And then I wanna empower everybody in every way I can to be able to do those things. So that may mean, you know, obviously as superintendent, I have different resources and ways I can empower people. Um, and maybe as a, as a, I teach graduate courses in masters and doctoral programs, maybe that's helping somebody make a connection with somebody else that they need to make a connection to for a job opportunity, or maybe it's just somebody they need to meet and have conversation with. I'm a big connection person and, and a relationship person. So, you know, I just for me, that's kind of those have been the driving pieces when I think about it. I don't know that I ever had the words, you know, that I was always locked in on on the words. Um, I think those came later in life when you realize this is really what I'm all about. And you're trying to really like hone in on on some things. But I think those were always three things that were just natural to me of of what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be known as. Um, and so I just been super blessed to be able to do that, whether as a teacher or, you know, as a building level administrator, you're trying to do that for teachers and you're working with teachers and parents to do the best for kids. And then, you know, you move to central office, you're doing what you can to make things happen in a building for principals so that they can support teachers because teachers are the ones face to face, you know, kind of in the trenches. Same thing as superintendent. You're looking at how do you distribute resources? How do you provide support? What trainings do we need? And then how do I contribute on the statewide level um, to make education an important conversation? And so kind of just how it's worked out for me. Oh, I love it. Yes. Elevate, encourage, empower. Yeah. That is the three E's yeah. that you've picked up through your journey, you know, putting it all together, right? It seems like what you're saying is your life has been like a series mm -hmm. of puzzles where all of these different education educators have just led and paved the way and gave you all these different pieces. And through your experience, you're able to piece together this puzzle. And, you know, your, your experience didn't really stop in the school building. You went the next round. You went even further. You, you know, you just came off of a, a run through the state superintendency. Um, I mean, just a, a whole different side, you know, politically and a whole different side um, as an educator. Um, just, wow. Let's, well, I think you realize, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think you realize the importance of, you know, as legislation is being passed in states which impact um, education practice and policy. And so I think it's, you know, it takes you a while to understand the significance and the importance of being able to be a voice at the table or to be involved in those conversations and trying to create those allies and those relationships. I think, you know, hopefully we all understand that everything comes down to relationships that we create with people. And I'm sure that that's just been modeled for me over the years, whether it was through my parents, my dad was an entrepreneur and a, and a home builder. He had lots of relationships with people. Um, and then all the educators that I grew up with. I mean, I feel like, you know, those are all things they probably poured into my life and I gleaned and picked up from them. And, you, but you just learn over time the importance of having a voice and being part of that conversation and being part of the solution um, and understanding if not, then we get a lot of things done to us. <laughs> if we're not willing to go to the table, have the conversation, build the relationship so that you can have conversations, then you just end up with all these laws or all these things happening um, that you really 
you know, that then frustrate people. And so you have to, you have to want to be part of the solution. So for me, it's really, I love finding solutions. I love finding creative solutions. Um, and so I think that's, what's fun. And I think that's, what's fun about being a district level leader is looking at a unique creative way to solve some complex issue or problem that we're all facing. And I think your experience, the glue that holds the puzzle together is really what is, puts it all in an important place for you to be in a role where you're going, you know, trying to recreate that and trying to, because that, that experience is possible and, and it really is possible. And it's different with each kid and each family to a degree, but the frameworks and the people that are managing, you know, the children and, and the kids and the, the young adults, mm-hmm. they, you know, they require so much, you know, being a teacher myself, um, looking at it from that lens and looking at it, you know, from, you know, the narrative now is, oh, teachers are leaving the profession. Let's not remember, let's not forget that's not only teachers, that's, that's all educators. I, I prefer to use the word educator whenever I speak it, because we are all, you know, into in this together um, in all parts of, of the wheel in, in many ways. So what's your advice to teachers? Well, I, I think, like you said, we're all an extension. You know, I, I've, I've been blessed to win a lot of awards and have received a lot of accolades and recognition in my career. And I've always felt that those are always a little uncomfortable for me um, because I always understand and feel like that those are just a collective representation of the work that we all do together. Um, I'm just the one that's in a certain seat. So I often get the recognition, but um, it's not lost on me that none of that happens without all the other people, whether that's the bus driver, the, uh, the secretary, whoever, it takes all of us collectively um, to make the educational wheel turn. And so we've, we've had this kind of thing that I've, it's really been a, a big educational passion of mine, which is reimagining, redesigning and redefining education and development for all. And that's from the bus driver to the teacher, to the student, to whomever, right? And I really think we've been at a place for a long time in education where we've been kind of stuck in the industrial model of education. And we've kind of been in that spin cycle for a long time. And it's a hard cycle to break, but there are a lot of things in education that need to be reimagined um, as we really think about the future for our kids. And so all those things really excite me. And I think it's it's teachers understanding we aren't, none of us can work in isolation. It really takes collaboration. It takes all of us in our collective efforts, having conversations to pull in the same direction. One of the things I often see that happens, and one of the reasons I ran is because I've always been a little bit gifted in being able to pull people together to come around, coalesce around ideas and be able to move forward. Um, and I think that's one of the things we have to keep in mind. And we, we can all disagree about a lot of stuff, but we have to understand we have to come together around some things. And often in education, we're so divided amongst ourselves, it makes it easy um, sometimes for legislators or other people to cast stones or be able to pass laws because we can't all get on the same page ourselves. Um, and I think we're just at a time in education and in our country where we've got we've to come together more than we more than we go apart and we have to understand i still believe that we have a lot more in common than we do differences when we really sit down and have really deep conversation about what really matters yes so the million dollar question the million dollar question is about whether or not 
how are we going to get everybody on the same page? Where are you seeing, like, what are you seeing out there that's evidence of that? Because it is out there, it is happening. So where are you seeing evidence of that? Where are you noticing that in the schools? What are ways that that educators can walk away with, you know, hope? Because it is out there. Yeah, it is out there for sure. And I think part of that conversation is, you know, I think professional learning communities or collaboration teams or you know, everybody calls them something different. So whatever you call it, it doesn't really matter. It's are we sitting down and having collective conversation about where we want to go? Do we know what we want the portrait of a graduate to look like, you know, at the end of this term? And I think, you know, five, 10 year goals are great, but I think you better be prepared to shift every two to three years because the world is changing and it's changing fast. And with technology, it's changing even faster. So, you know, what are we doing with workforce development when we talk about secondary students and it's time to give internships and apprenticeships and, and, you know, it's, it's time to just open up those pathways more open. I think we hopefully all understand we want kids to have access and opportunity and that's really what it's about. How do we provide more access and opportunity for kids? We can do that a whole lot of ways. Um, but really, it just takes sitting down at the table and saying, okay, what do we all agree in? Or what do we all want at the end of the day? Um, and then you just start working from there. So I was blessed to be the chief negotiator um, for a school district when I was assistant superintendent of HR. And so I represented the administration and the board and sat across from the teachers union, teachers association, whatever term you want to use to negotiate teacher contract, work conditions, all those things. And and I think it takes a unique talent or skill set to be able to do that and do that effectively and in a positive way. And we were always able to do that. Um, one year we got a little locked up on some things and um, mostly not so much me, but our CFO and 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 the representative on the other side. And so I kind of just had to separate us all and say, let's come back tomorrow. Well, when we came back, I just kind of went to the board and said, okay, let's talk about what we all really want. Let's talk about the things that we all can agree on. Let's start from the place where we, what we have in common. So I think sometimes we start from where we disagree versus where do we all agree and what do we have in common and how do we move forward from there? So I think you can have a better conversation when you talk about, okay, what, what do we all agree on? What do we all want? We all want kids to move forward. We all want access and opportunity. Let's talk about that. What's in the way of that now? And then you start having to break down some of those barriers or obstacles. And I think you find that we really can get that done easier um, than not when we're really just willing to sit down and have the conversation. Absolutely. Starting with why, you know, starting with that why mm -hmm. And, you know, that why is something that is rooted in the needs and the wants of all. And, and that's inside of the students. And it's the ultimate goal. We all want to unlock that unlimited potential in, you know, ourselves and everyone around us. And, you know, it's funny. My 2022 one word was the word shift. And, you know, mentioning that really that time coming out of education after being behind screens, stuck mm -hmm. in our homes, going through the, the, the mass, the no mass, the hybrid, the whatever we are, the here, the there, a class in front of you, a class you know on the screen or both, just how it all exposed so many of those things that needed, we needed to shift in education because it came back to what you're saying. It was about, hey, relationships are simple. 
And, and, and if we're not making those relationships and if we're not connecting students right. with each other, especially what did kids lose? They lost relationships. They lost connections to each other. So we have to start there in every sense of the way. So, you know, I truly, you know, agree, you know, and I think that that's where we all have to come back to in all that we're doing. You know, you talk about the person that we're going to dedicate this show to the, you know, the uh, one thing we do on the show is we, we dedicate the show to somebody who's out there unlocking unlimited potential and all whom they serve. And for you, it, it goes and it reminds you of uh, your granddaughter. So yeah, tell us a little she's, bit about her. She's a four and a half. And of course she's exceptionally bright. Don't we all think that about our grandkids or hopefully we do. And, and, you know, as a, building level person or as a teacher, I always tried to, and even as an HR person and even a superintendent, I've always tried to think about, is this the conversation or how I would want this handled with my own child or somebody I love and care about? So even if it was the most, you know, complicated, complex, not so great conversation I had to have in an HR perspective with a staff member is, I always have this saying and people, my graduate students call them gracisms. I have all these little phrases. But it's always, you know, tough on the issue, kind on the person. So I want to handle things in the same way. So when I look at Sutton and she's four and a half, you know, I want every kid to have what I would want for her. Right. Which is a bright future, a lot of access, opportunity, creative program. But I want school to be fun. I want school to be a place where she loves going. I remember I loved going to school. I always loved school. And um and, you know, I was a good student. I had success in school, but I don't think that was necessary. That wasn't necessary why I loved school. You know, I, I, so I want her to go and love school. And so I want that for every kid. I want every kid to go there and it to be the greatest place they can't wait to go. And I think, you know, we all probably understand this um, and many of us in different settings. But, you know, for us, our kids were 94 percent free and reduced lunch district. So many of our kids, when they come back to school tomorrow, um, our, our teachers are the kindest word they ever hear and the most secure they ever hear, you know. So it's just remembering that for many of our kids, like we are the place that they get that. And so it's just, you know, everything I want for her, I want for every other kid. So when I think about, you know, dedicating that, I want some teacher and some person to be able to unlock whatever her unlimited potential is. And I believe every one of us has a gift. I tell our people all the time, um, you know, our job is to unwrap the gift, discover the uniqueness and breathe life into the dream because every child comes to us with those things, a gift, a uniqueness and a dream. And so our job is to unwrap that, unwrap the gift, discover the uniqueness and breathe life into the dream. And so hopefully as administrators, we can also remember that about our teachers, um, that they're the same. They all have a gift, a uniqueness and a dream. And how do we do a better job of, you know, breathing life into them at the same time? And so I think we probably have a lot of work to do on those fronts. Um, the last few years have been hard on educators and education in general, I think. Not just the students, but the adults as well. And we got to get to a place where we can try to have fun again and where people can, it can be an uplifting environment. Absolutely. 
No. Yes. And that is what it means to unlock unlimited potential. Usually I have people finish my my sentence, but you started my sentence. So (laughs) there it is. You did it it in in excellent fashion. So thank you for doing that. Um, And exactly. It makes me think about, you know, you're talking and we were talking about before where you're going and and now obviously come this, you, you didn't win the state sure. superintendency position. Yeah. So obviously that opens up new opportunities for you. You learn so much through the process. And, you know, as you've, you know, you've been, you've been in education now for 35 years. So yeah. you're always thinking about what's next. And so the, the, the other million dollar question is, so what's next? Well, you know, right now I'm focused on getting through this school year and making sure we do the best job we can to get across the finish line um, in, in the best way possible. And then we'll, we'll just see, you know, I'm, um, I don't usually do a one word, but this year I kind of felt compelled to do the word open. And so I kind of say I'm open to all things new. And um, I, I do think, you know, you look at, there's a broader scope of work. Um, I want to make sure that I, you know, continue to look at how can I be the most impactful and influential um not just in Oklahoma education, but in education as a whole. And so we'll just take a look at what that means. I've done some national leadership consulting and, and speaking and different things. And so we'll see if, if that's if that's the path or not. And we'll just keep assessing it week by week and day by day. But again, I've been blessed. I, I feel like I've had an incredibly rewarding career. Um, and I always I feel like the job I'm in right now I was born to do it. I have no doubt the next thing will feel the same way. Uh, and so, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what's on the horizon. I don't know yet. Well, that sounds, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of articles in here. There's a lot of books. I'm seeing <laughs> yeah. a, a few different things. So it's- Yeah, you never know. That's amazing to see, you know, it's it's really, um, you know, it's really amazing to see, you know, how our connections and seeing the connection of your three E's. I told you about how I, when I go to speak to schools and and Mm -hmm. coaches and athletes i use the three e's as well but you're elevate encourage empower it's the theme of this show here you know and and my three e's are energy enthusiasm and efficiency and it doesn't matter you know where where Mm -hmm. you go but what is that all the core of all of that is really you know what you just said about finding that uniqueness in in what it takes for us all to find that success to achieve our dreams and i think that that's it's poetic um but it's also it's also necessary it's also our schools are in need of of this our educators are in need of this and you know you really you really bring so much to the table and so i'm so glad that you know yourself as such an award-winning you know educator to be able to join me and and to be able to share your story i really thank you for that and you know if you if you got to kind of end with you know one liner you got to give your your kind of sign off what would it be to educators out there what would be the credo what would you be the one word for the educators how about that oh one word you know i am i'm a big believer in hope i think you you've got to do everything you can to keep the hope alive and i'm always a, a believer that um that every day can be better than the one before. And so I, I just am a big believer in that. I love your plaque you've got on your wall. Do a little bit of what makes your soul happy. <laughs> um, and I think you got to do that too. I think you got to remember education is a career that takes up a lot of space. 
and you've got to remember not to neglect your own family and your own friends in the process of living in that space. Um, so do a little bit of what makes your soul happy and, and do that. So anyway, I, I just think educators are some of the greatest people in the world and I appreciate what every teacher does in every community, every leader does. Um, it is certainly not for the faint of heart. Um, in today's times, but uh, I still believe that education changes lives and has the capacity to change lives. And so every teacher has the key that unlocks that unlimited potential for somebody. So don't give up hope. That's what I'd tell them. That is the key for sure. I would definitely agree. And I would say, let's keep going out there. So I appreciate you joining me on the show. I'm going to let you get back to your, your yeah. busy life and, and keeping all, all the amazing things going that you're doing. So I appreciate you for joining me. Thank you so much. And to Absolutely. all the listeners out there, if you haven't signed up for the Something For You newsletter yet from BrandonBeckEDU.com, why haven't you? Because it's free. Oh, please join us. Sign up. It comes out. Tips, helpful tips and resources on the 1st and 15th of every month designed to help you reflect, learn, and grow so that you can continue to unlock unlimited potential in all whom you serve. I know that's a long pitch, but it's just saying, just sign up so you can get this stuff that I spend a lot of hours on each week because it's worth it. And on top of that, I hope that everybody out there continues to educate with passion and purpose with all whom you serve. And do not forget that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential, it begins with you.